Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rabbi Karnowski, and I'm with the Denver Community Kolo. And this episode is going to be a shorter episode than regular, and it's going to be the final one that we'll be discussing, the festival of Purim. And I want to share with you words that I heard from Rav Aaron Lapiansky, the Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington in Silver Spring, Maryland. And he said these words, I heard this class a couple years ago, and I listen to it almost every year before Purim because it gives me such inspiration, and I would like to try and share that with you. So he said like this, the Purim story is an amazing story, a series of events, and we know that each one was needed, each part was necessary in order to enable the Jewish people to survive the threat of Haman and Achashverosh and to come out miraculously on top, killing out Amalek, Haman is hung instead of Mordechai. It's an amazing story. Now there's one part of the story that seems to be totally superfluous. It seems to have done nothing. It's a big part. It's a part that we all know about. It's the part of the story where Mordechai is remembered one night by King Ahasuerus. He can't sleep. And he remembers that there was somebody one time who saved him. And he wants to reward that person. Haman comes along and Haman thinks of course it's going to be him. And he says that, you know what you should do to that person? You should take him through the streets with royal clothes and a royal horse and a stallion. And he should be led through the streets with everybody chanting him before him. This is what's done to the person that helps out and saves the king. And Achashverosh says, great idea. And this person that I'm talking about is actually the Jew, Mordechai HaYehudi. And you, Haman, are going to be the one to take him through the streets. And this is an incredible reversal how Haman, who's trying to eradicate Mordechai, it's his arch enemy, and he's forced to drag Mordechai through the streets on a, on a royal horse with a royal entourage, and everybody's cheering for Mordechai, and Haman is degraded, and he feels terrible, and it's just, it's just really one of the worst days of his life. The question we have to think about is, at the end of the day, it seemed to have accomplished nothing. At the end of the day, the Jewish people are still about to be eradicated. The letters have already been sent around to the country saying that on this day of the month of Adar, we're going to kill the entire Jewish people. And Achashverosh did not change his mind. Even though Mordechai was taken on his, on his horse and he appreciated that he had saved his life, he did not take back the decree to kill the Jewish people. The decree is as alive as ever. It only changed when Esther had the meal and she revealed that she was Jewish and she said that Haman is the guy trying to kill her people. And then Achashverosh had mercy and he took it back. But the fact that Haman took Mordechai through the streets on the horse and gave him honor and Haman was degraded didn't make any difference seemingly to saving the Jewish people. So why is it there? It's such an important part of the story. It's a part that we all know about. What is it doing here? What does it accomplish? What happened after Mordechai is led through the streets on the horse? That's the question. So Rav Ron Lapiansky shared like this. There was a great tzaddik. His name was Rav Motl Pergamansky. And he lived in Europe during the Holocaust. And he was in the Warsaw Ghetto. And he was in the ghetto, and it was a terrible time for the Jewish people. People were being killed, and they all knew deep down where they were all heading. And the question that they asked, they asked him was, why is it that our prayers, our tefillahs, don't seem to be working? Can't imagine how much prayer must have been coming out from every home at the time during the Holocaust, during one of the darkest periods of Jewish history. And they said, why is it that our tefillahs, our prayer, does not seem to be helping. So he said to them like this. He said, imagine tomorrow you wake up and you see Lulka. He was the head Nazi at the time. You see him leading the Kovna Rav, the rabbi of the whole Kovna, 
through the streets and the Kovner Rav. The rabbi is on the, is on the horse. And there's Lolka, this Nazi, is leading him through the streets and giving him honor. If you would see that scene, you would pray and your prayers would be answered. This is the words he said. And the explanation is like this. When we daven, davening, prayer is effective when we believe that it's possible for what we're praying for it to be answered. If we believe that it's possible for it to be fulfilled. When the Jewish people were davening in the ghetto, deep down, did they believe that they would ever come out of this alive? Did they believe it was even possible for Nazi Germany just to disappear? Not really. Deep down it was like, this is our fate. Of course they davened, they cried so many tears, but it was crying and praying from a place of almost not believing that it was possible for there to be a reversal of the situation that they were in. If they would have seen a reversal like that, the head of Nazi leading the rabbi through the street and giving him honor, that would have given them a glimpse that Hashem could do everything. He could reverse any situation in one moment. And that would have given them the conviction to pray with a belief that it is possible for them to get out of their life. What Rav Lapiansky was sharing was the story of Mordechai and Haman, where Haman was leading Mordechai through the streets and giving him honor. And there was a reversal. What that did to the Jewish nation was it showed them that it is possible for us to be saved. Just like who would have ever believed that one day Haman would be so degraded to have to drag an accord honor to Mordechai's arch enemy. And it happened in one moment, one sleepless night of Ahasuerus, turned around this whole thing. It didn't help anything, but what it did help was gave the Jewish people the belief that anything could change at any given moment. The impossible is possible. Everything could be reversed in one moment. And then they prayed, and that prayer of theirs broke the heavens. And that pierced the heavens, and that caused Hashem to say that I'm going to save the Jewish people. This is the point. When we daven, when we pray to Hashem, we got to pray with a conviction that it's possible. Everything is possible. Anything that we ask for, anything that we wish for, levels that we don't think we could attain are possible. And we have to see the story that Mordechai and Haman, their roles were reversed in an instant. It's all possible. Everything could be reversed at any given time if Hashem wants. And we have to daven, not just that like, let's try, maybe, you never know, maybe prayer is going to work. Prayer will work. Tefillah can work because it's possible. Hashem could reverse any situation in a moment. Ravran Lapiansky ended up with an insight like this. On the day of Purim, many of us have a little more drink than we do during the rest of the year. And we got a little tipsy. And over the day, we find ourselves sometimes saying things that we wish for, that we never knew that we even wanted. We never knew they were even on our radar. Sometimes things come out of our mouth in such a positive way. Sometimes we express our deepest wishes that we didn't even know were on our radar. We didn't think they were possible. We hear ourselves on Purim talking things that we don't do during the year. The inhibitions are gone and we're just let loose and we're like, I wish I could do this. I want to do this. I will get there. And afterwards, we have to realize that we have to listen to what we said. Just like we saw Mordechai being led through the streets, being accorded the royal honor. It's possible for everything to be reversed in an instant. What's impossible is absolutely possible. We have to listen to what we said ourselves on the day of Purim. And we have to realize that if we said it, it's possible. 
It's within our reach. Maybe during the year we go slowly, step by step, step by step. We add on things one after the other. Purim is a day where we can get a glimpse into ourselves that we could actually reach way beyond what we think we could reach. We think we could just get a little bit better. We think that over our lifetime we could add on one, add on two, add on three. But the reality is we could become changed people. We could reach heights that are impossible. They are possible. Everything could change if Hashem wants it to change. And we have to listen to what we're saying. We have to allow ourselves to be let loose a little bit and say dreams of ours that we don't think are really possible, but they are. And when we hear ourselves saying this, we have to daven and say to Hashem, I could get there. I could reach this. And you are the one that will make it happen. But I believe it's possible. Purim is a day where we need to open our eyes and our hearts and our minds that everything is possible. Let's not think small. Let's not just be, we'll get there, we'll get a little bit, we'll add on a step. That is the way to do it. But know that we could become changed people. We could totally reach levels that we thought were impossible. Purim is a day where we say to ourselves that the impossible is possible. Pray with conviction and we will get there with Hashem's help.